football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moco. Here to talk about all things NBA offseason and Boston Celtics just because Still a lot of stuff going on, and free agency is still going on for a couple more days now as we record, and a big signings have happened, for, especially for the Celtics recently. Uh, we're going to meme, meme about it a lot later yes, in the podcast. Sir. Absolutely. But, you know, for right now, we got some big news uh, coming out of uh, the Olympics. Let's start with that. USA won gold. USA basketball team won gold. Yes, sir. Ime um, Odoka won gold. Jason Tatum won gold. So for my team, represent Celtics. Let's go. Ime Odoka with the gold medal. Uh, let's talk about your team uh, with the with the USA basketball. Yeah, so Kevin Durant, absolute dog. All right, this Big is um, I think in 2012 he had 30 points in the gold medal game. In 2016 he had 30 points in the gold medal game, yep. and then in the 2020 gold medal game he had 29 points. I was pretty upset they didn't get 30, but um, it pushed him all the way to the all-time leading scorer for Team USA. He surpassed mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony in actually one less Olympic run. Carmelo has been to four Olympics. Katie's been to three. So congratulations, obviously, to everybody on Team USA, but Kevin Durant especially, because I love you, Kevin. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome game, I thought. Did you watch it? Uh, no. Uh, sadly, I was busy at the time. I think – when was it? This was – um. I don't know. I think it was last week or something. Last but, um, week? I don't remember that. It was, it was a pretty dope game when they were playing France. Um, just like a lot of – I mean, you could definitely tell that – um, going through it, like a lot of these European basketball teams, they play a lot different versus because yep. the France squad had like eight NBA players on it. But um, you can definitely tell that with the international play, the teams are playing a lot more like team basketball because they don't have quite the level of individual skill that the U.S. has. So it's yep. really interesting to see how that goes. Um, and the U.S., I mean, you know, it's expected that we won gold, but uh, it hmm. still feels good. Um, it was a little scary at times when we dropped yeah. like two games in the pool round uh, or the group round, whatever they call it. But yeah, I mean, it was good, good on USA for winning. It was, it was a good game. I think I'm actually surprised that you didn't see it, but it was, it was a good game for sure. Yeah. I just want to say this right now that um, <laughs> we got lucky that we didn't have to play Sylvania, that France and, and somehow Rudy Gobert knocked off Luka Doncic. Um, so we wouldn't have to play Luka Doncic in the finals. So I think Luka might have put up a big fight. Like Sylvania in general would have put up a, big, a better fight than France would have, even with Aaron Fournier and uh, and Rudy Gobert. So I'm just saying, I think we dodged a bullet there to win because we also won by like we all oh, we won by like five, but or yeah, no, five? it was still a close game. Five. But no, Luka like went into like a different mode of basketball player when he got to the Olympics. I think he had a game with like 19 assists, like 15 boards, 20 points. Like the dude absolutely went off in the Olympics. Yeah. Not to mention that Sylvania only lost by one to France in the in the, in the semifinals. Yeah, and so, it was because Nick Batum yeah. got like a crazy block. Yeah, uh, I saw I'm that. Sure I did see that clip though. I did that see that clip and the game winner. So that's yeah, all that was, I'm that was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, congrats, uh, USA Gold. My coach Ime Odoka got gold now, so I'm happy. And Tatum got a goal as well. So. Yeah, let's move on to the next thing. Players Association. Uh, just a quick little hit on that because uh, the new president and vice president got elected. Only reason I'm talking about it is because obviously CJ McCollum is the president, but now Grant Williams is the vice president. Who would have thought this man on the bench gets vice president of the Players Association? No clue. I thought, you know, CP3 was a great voice. Who? What has Grant Williams done that, like, you know, for the players? 
That's like See, my that's thought. that's the thing about this player association is that when you look at like the the EC, like the executive council or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of names that at least like when I was looking at it, I was kind of surprised to see a lot of these names, like even CJ McCollum as president, like I'm sure he's going to do a great job and they elected him for a reason, but like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen him throughout the season being like as outspoken and maybe that's cause I'm not a Blazers fan. So I haven't been seeing a lot of that, but I just yep. haven't really seen too much of that from him. So it's definitely interesting for me, but I think, I think he's going to do a good job because obviously the players elect him. So like, they're not going to pick some moron. Yeah. I mean, still, um, so till technically, I think Iguodala, Iguodala, is the, <laughs> Iguodala is the first vice president. So we still know Iggy's great. Uh, Harrison Barnes, secretary treasurer. And then the great Williams replaced, actually, he, I don't know who he replaced from last year, but Malcolm Brogdon is still there. Jalen Brown is still there. So I think that he's a great guy for that. And great Williams. I'm surprised, honestly. Oh, so that means there's two Celtics on the, uh, there's two Celtics vice president positions. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kyrie Irving's the president now. Or vice president. Oh, is he really? I yeah, actually, of all yeah. people, of all people to put as vice president, Kyrie Irving. No, no, that see that one I can see because I know that he's like super outspoken about a lot of stuff and he's very Yeah, how much the earth is flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. No, but I know he does like a lot of stuff like that, philanthropy work. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely storming outside of my window right now. Oh, it was storming earlier here. So flash of lightning. But um, yeah, I know Kyrie's pretty outspoken about that kind of stuff, so that doesn't surprise me as much. But I mean, the Players Association, I, I feel like I don't know. We don't see as much of that. That's more like on the back, behind back the scenes kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we don't like the the fans don't really get to see too much of what they do, um, exactly. except when they signed off on the playing tournament for some some odd god awful reason. Yeah, like, who knows why they did that? But whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to hit on that real quick, just because Grant Williams is a new VP there. So yeah, uh, next one we're gonna talk about coach uh, James Borrego got a multi-year extension with the Hornets. Um, I was questioning this, even though like I maybe he like he gels well with the team. Like only reason I could see James Borrego getting an extension is because he gels well with the Hornets. Maybe Lamella was like his his calling to stay with the Hornets, you know. And then you know, not to mention Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward will come back next year. So, I mean, they have a good roster, a lot of good young guys, a good veteran in Gordon Hayward and a couple, probably a couple of centers. I think Cody Zeller is probably a center, something like that. Something like that. Point being – I think Cody Zeller got moved. Young guys. Yeah, they have, they have, a, good, they have a good group of veterans, um, like a good, really good young core. And he's mm-hmm. been there. He hasn't been there for too long. He's been there since 2018. Exactly. So, you know, this would be, I guess, his – yeah, his fourth year for this upcoming season. Um, yeah, and he's never had a winning record with them. He's always been uh, – his closest was in 2018. He had a 47 point – um, or 47% uh, win-loss, whatever, whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, win-loss ratio, 47, yep. I don't know. But, um, oh yeah, God. that was the closest he's been to 500, and he hasn't broken that. So hopefully that, you know, this extension and this young group of guys is going to be able to push him over the edge because if not, then I think that him getting another head coaching job in the NBA is going to look – Slim to none. Yeah, seriously. Holy shit. That was yeah. – there was just like a massive flash of lightning. Sorry. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, I can hear it funny enough. But um, speaking of James Brigo and talking about young guys, they just drafted Boot Knight and, and then, like I got that pick right. And I think Boot Knight's gonna be great in the in the NBA. They got Lamelo and they still got Miles Bridges and they still got uh, PJ Washington. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great young. And they core. just added Ubre, Ubre, uh, Ubre, and mm-hmm. um, Ish Smith as well. Ish so Smith, they got I good, praise they I got praise good. on Ish Smith being the best backup, one of the best backup point guards in the league, like serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Really I mean, good. he he got like seven seven points four assists on like 21 minutes. So definitely yeah. high production in the low minutes that he gets. Exactly. So I think the Hornets are looking like a good squad. 
And if um, James Borrego does gel with them, like we think he's going to, because that's the only reason why they would, you know, give him that uh, extension, then yeah, the Hornets are definitely going to look like a, a contender in the East to make the playoffs this year. Exactly. So we'll see what they do. I mean, I think they're definitely like at least playing tournament worthy uh, for mm-hmm. right now. I, I don't, I mean, James Brigo doesn't have really have the resume to make me feel confident that he'll do far, play things far, but maybe this young team will help him push him forward to help him get that experience. We'll yeah, see. Exactly. He's going to have to definitely, they're going to build their offensive plan around LaMelo. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, obvious yeah. going to like plug guys in because i mean they like they have a solid group of young guys and a lot of guys with mm-hmm. um a lot of pace to them i think they're going to try to push the pace a lot this mm-hmm. season a lot of like full court passes kind of deal you know yep. get it to Ubre in the half court and he'll just take it so yep. i think that they're yeah they're definitely going to build around lamello that's pretty obvious yeah and we'll see I, i'm i'm excited for this Hornets team but uh we also mm-hmm. let's let's transition to the uh, free agency stuff because we have a lot of contracts to talk about um some big, big ones here. Yeah. A lot of extensions, a lot of big names getting extensions like last week we had. So let's talk about first one. That was the biggest contract ever from a rookie extension. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic fully guaranteed, actually correction, biggest, fully uh, largest guaranteed Supermax. Uh, Luka Doncic five years, 207 million fully guaranteed, regardless of what he does. He's getting that $207 million. Well-deserved. That's all I'm going to say. Well-deserved. He's a great player. Absolutely. He is the culture and centerpiece of that Mavericks team. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a nice player. And mm-hmm. I mean, they locked him in for five years. So I think that they're probably going to have him till the end of his career. He's going to be like another Dirk. You know, he's just going to yeah. spend all of his years in Dallas. And Mark hope he Cuban. was a chip there like Dirk. So that's all yeah, I'm going to say. Exactly. I th- and I think he's totally capable of that in the coming years. But um, yeah. I know Mark Cuban, like even flew out to Slovenia Um to like make to be with Luca while he was signing the contract, and I think a couple other uh, front office people from the Dallas Mavericks That's flew great. out as well. But yeah, it just shows that they really do care about Luca. They're trying to keep him for as long as possible. Um, and like Dallas has always had a history of like having really good um, European players and like international yeah. players. So I mean, we just talked about one right here. You know, yeah, like exactly. on the we podcast. talked about one of the one of the best ones. Um, in exactly. dirt and yeah so now Luca they have him locked up for at least five years probably going to keep him to the rest of his career so good for them they got their franchise player now they just have to build around him which yeah did stop and working for the past couple of years he's been well in the league. I just want to say they signed Jason Kidd for the as the head coach so that already just puts me off um as, as as a like option like they could they had like what I mean they dropped Rick Carlisle so I mean like what else was there to really mm-hmm. sign I don't know. They had a really great coach in Rick Carlisle and ended up with Jason Kidd, which was the, I think the worst head coaching signing of all of the whole uh, uh, off season, I guess, but that's just I my think opinion. It's, it's definitely questionable. Cause I mean, we mm-hmm. like his, his offensive and even defensive game plan was he was, when he was in questionable. Milwaukee was very questionable. Yeah. <laughs> his off season um, off court antics were very questionable. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that was mostly when I think that most <laughs> of that crap happened when he was a player. But yeah. regardless, it still happened. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that with Jason Kidd, I mean, I liked Jason Kidd as a player when I was like five years old. He was like the only Didn't NBA Didn't he play player. for the Nets? Yeah, he played for the Nets for a while. Yeah. Um, so. so like that's really the only reason why I know him. But then, yeah, looking at his coaching record and looking at what he did with the Lakers as an assistant and what he did as a head coach in Milwaukee does not give me a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to push this Dallas team into anything other than a first round exit. Cause that's what they've had for the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it, de- it, all, it all depends on how they build around Luca. 
you know, and as of now, I mean, they kept a lot of good pieces. Um, they kept part of a very bad, like boulder on their shoulder. Um, Chris taps Porzingis. Yeah. And Tingus. So, Tingus. And Tingus. I think that <laughs> honestly, I, for me, the problem with. It's, it's such oh. a great, but uh, I think the problem when I was watching Dallas this past season with, um, with Porzingis was that he wasn't like, they ran so many pick and pops with him and Luca and he was just missing mm-hmm. his threes. Like, I mean, he's seven, three, like, yep. you know, get in the paint. And but he's I also like that, a twig. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's like difficult, but I feel like the last person that's going to fix this is Jason Kidd. No, no. You know? Says the one who, 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 who allegedly, uh, allegedly messed up Giannis's jump shot. So that doesn't help. Yeah. Allegedly. We, we're not sure, but allegedly. So let's move on to the next one. I think, well, I'm going to switch it around. So let's talk about Kevin Durant. Cause that's actually, I want to hear your opinion. Uh, four years, oh, yeah. 90, not 198 million. And also I also saw a quote saying uh, like for a per source that they're like confident about signing the, the top mm-hmm. three, like the big three guys for long-term deals, which means yeah. they're committed to this big three for the future. Exactly. So like, so oh, as a, Nets fan, as a Nets fan, I want to hear your thoughts about like this, you know, this first oh, one is uh, news. over the moon about this. I, I absolutely love this. Kevin Durant is one of my favorite players. Um, he's absolutely just like nasty on, I mean, not so much on the defensive end, but of course, his offense speaks for himself. All you have to yep. do is watch him, and it's absolutely crazy. Um, four years, almost $200 million. I think, honestly, that's pretty fair for him. He deserves all that money and then some. Um, and then I know that the Nets did say that they were confident in signing Harden and Kyrie before training camp started mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. So maybe they'll give them a four-year extension as well. Um, and these guys, they like playing with each other. They know how each other plays. James Harden really slipped into a great playmaking role on the Nets when he first came in. Um, You know, Kyrie just does what Kyrie does. He just gets buckets, and that's what we need. Kevin Durant, same thing. Um, And Kevin Durant really showed a lot of leadership skills when he was over uh, as captain of Team USA. So I know he had that before he went, but he's going to come back, and he's only going to be a stronger leader. So at this point now, if we do lock those guys in, the Nets are going to be a absolutely championship contenders for the next, you know, four years, even just with Kevin Durant and a thorn in the Celtic side for the next four or five years. So <laughs> yeah, that's so all Kevin, I'm going to say, and I'm going to be a piss because <laughs> like, we're going to have to try to build a team and beat the nets and beat the bucks every year. So yeah, that's so going to piss me that. off, but <laughs> and it's going to be right in the middle of like Tatum's prime mm-hmm. Tatum and Jalen Brown's prime. So I'm going to be yeah. like, yeah, well, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, you know, Tatum might just become like prime God. MJ for a couple seasons. Yeah, you know? like, it was going to be like Chris Middleton. He goes prime MJ, then Carton is in a bum status in the next couple of games. I swear to God, if that's what happens, Dude, I'm going to drop my the... team. <laughs> so yeah, you got to find a new team. I got to I gotta join the bandwagon. I got to sign. I got to like fill out the form of the bandwagon um, uh, sign off form or whatever. I got to like fill yeah, it out. Like, which I'll, team you want to go with? I'll, I'll talk to my guy. I'll get right. you to the forms. Get to, give me the, <laughs> this will be a Nets podcast. Yeah, don't. I'll, I'll, hook, I'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do the next one, which is also released to the Kyle Lowry stuff we talked about last week. Jared, uh, no, Jimmy Butler, not Jared Butler. Jimmy yeah, Butler. Jared Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, four years, 140, uh, $184 million with the player option in the last year. I think 2024 is a player option. So, I mean, that's great. They're going to commit it to this, this, uh, this big three of Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, this insane defensive big three I've ever seen next since, um, like Tim Duncan and, um, and what was it? Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard and, um, 
crap. Who was the third? Who, who would you say the third is there? I probably took. I Tony can't Parker. think of with Kawhi. I I wasn't a fan back then, so I really can't. No, I'm trying to think. Okay, so it's probably it's probably Ginobili. I think Ginobili, Ginobili, Ginobili. Kawhi, and uh. Yeah, and, and then like Tony Parker. Parker was there. I don't know. If he was I was gonna say Parker, but I was like, no, Monty. Oh wait, Ginobili no, it, to- it totally was Tony Parker. No, Monty Ginobili was know. way more, way more impactful to the the Spurs organization than than Tony Parker. Well, I think if we're talking about that big three, then I'm pretty sure it's Tony Parker, Monty Ginobili, and then Tim Duncan. I don't think Kawhi was in that big three. Um, they like, like Kawhi the, won a chip in, with the Spurs. And yeah, Tim and Duncan. a Finals MVP, but Tim Duncan won five with Tony Parker <laughs> and Manager Nobly. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we'll we'll put it like that. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked with the Spurs. Um, anyway, Jimmy Butler committed to this big defensive three. Uh, I like it again. Like I like the Heat's mm-hmm. like the Heat have like a good culture. And again, I'm a big college football fan. Culture is a big thing. Once you install culture, you get guys fit that culture. You'll go very far, and the Heat showed that. Well, not this year. Let's exclude this year, getting swept by the Bucks. But <laughs> they, like, or forget, forget this year. Or forget this or year. Now. But like they, they've showed that they can go far and they can do well in the playoffs. And like this team can mm. do stuff amazing, amazing. Uh, they can do amazing stuff. No, I was like saying yeah. stuff amazingly, but like that's <laughs> stupid. But yeah, they can do amazing things. I love this team. Like, I love how this is going. Like this makes me want to be a Heat fan, but I'm still a Celtics fan at heart. So yeah, honestly, this makes the Heat like just that much more exciting. And Eric Spolstra has also been there, you know, since like the dawn of man. And I just, since the dawn of man. <laughs> like he's a great old to the nose kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and a great so, yeah. and a great defensive culture fit for yeah, any like, team. He, like honestly, he's one of like the defensive coaches. Like when you think of good defensive coaches, Eric Spolstra is definitely up there. So I think that if nothing else, this team is going to be impossible to score on. Yeah. Like they're gonna have great offensive capabilities, obviously, but beyond that, it's gonna be so hard to score with them because they have yep. such good perimeter defense in Larry and Butler. And even Butler can hold down the post. He can hold his own against most guys. And then you have Bam Adebayo, one of the better rim protectors in the league. So and switchers, and he can pr- pr- mm-hmm. the pr- protect yeah, the perimeter he, as much as he does the paint. So yeah, he's amazing. quick like that. So definitely, this Heat team is going to be really difficult to score on. They're going to give these Eastern teams mm-hmm. a lot of problems. I'll just say the Bucks and the, and the Heat are turning into like the Nets kryptonite. They're playing amazing defense, and they can still score mm-hmm. with amazing. Well, the, and I was saying that at the beginning of the season, I was like, <laughs> we have really good offense. All it's going to really take is like one good defensive team, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. So we'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens this next season, but the Heat are going to be a defensive monster. Exactly. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, Julius, this is a little low-key sign, but Julius Randle, uh, four, uh, four years, 117 million. The, the Knicks are very interesting because I don't, I mean, I understand they're trying to sound like big names. They're trying to go because they're the Knicks. They're, they're, they're supposed to be a big market team, but they can never attract mm-hmm. anybody because the Nets, the Knicks have been garbage. They're run by James Dolan, the worst yeah, owner they, in the NBA. And like the Knicks, Phil always, Jackson, I don't know what he's doing. I think it's Phil Jackson still. I don't know who's don't know who's the who's the GM. The Knicks. But the Knicks always piss me off because they're they have like one of the biggest markets in the entire country in New York City, mm-hmm. and they suck like consistently for the past oh. like two decades. Uh, pause quick second because uh, the Knicks general manager is Scott Perry, and he just got signed to a multi year deal this this off season. What did he do that? I mean, minus the Julius Randle thing, like what did he do? I don't know. Maybe it. maybe he didn't screw it up. So they were like, "All right, just keep this guy." Yeah, I know they didn't. They didn't <laughs> screw up as bad as it used to be. Like they drafted quickly. He was been a great point guard, and then they had mm-hmm. Julius, they signed Julius Randall. Like there's only yeah, two they, things. They, they really honestly were probably like, of. "Okay, like this guy didn't screw anything up. Like he didn't do anything great, but he didn't screw it up. So let's just keep him, so they don't yep. get someone who will screw it up." <laughs> exactly. So. 
you know what? The Knicks are going to do all right. We'll see what happens. I think mm-hmm. I think Tom Thibodeau is a great culture fit there for what he did with that team. Like it's like a team of guys yeah. who, who like who are really offensive focused, making them care about defense. Steps up on defense, it's amazing them, for sure. Yeah, like Derrick also- Rose. Who do you think Derrick Rose is a defender? No, Julius Randle. You think he's a great defender? Yeah, like, absolutely no, not. but those two guys were great on the defensive end for them, and also exactly. great on the offensive end. Um, I know they signed. Well, Derek not Rose really great on the offensive. I think it's serviceable. I would say serviceable offensively for. I think Derek Rose and Julius, Julius Randle just got most improved player last year. The Knicks were like twenty five in offense. What are you talking about? All right. Well, I mean, it was better than like what they <laughs> have been for the past couple of years. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I have to say that, but I'm just saying yeah, like the Knicks were like pretty bad on offense last year. I mean, yeah, but they're always bad on offense, but it was better than it usually is. Yeah, correction, twenty third in offense. So, All right, so see, that's that but, it didn't break the top. 20 but or third on defense. Yeah, exactly. It just shows, that it just just shows. to Thibodeau's right there. Thibodeau's X's and O's on the defensive end. I know. It's crazy. But uh, let's move on to a little smaller signing on the next one. Reggie Jackson, two years, $22 million, uh, using that taxpayer a taxpayer exception uh, uh, for the Clippers to sign, you know, their, their guy that, like, basically turned up in the playoffs and basically was there to step up when, when Kawhi went down. And I think, mm-hmm. like, Reggie Jackson is a great person to have in, in, in the Clippers organization. Did a lot for them this year, and he proved his worth, basically, this season. He proved his worth, so he's able to get big money this season. Yeah, 100%. He was awesome in the playoffs. I love watching him because, like, you saw how – I didn't really watch them, the Clippers, throughout the regular season, but just seeing this, like, man's confidence Mm -hmm. go up as soon as Kawhi stepped out, like, he didn't skip a single beat. He was ready to take any shot they gave him, Yeah, and he would knock them down all the time. He shot, like, 40% from three on the entire playoff to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a great signing for them. It's not crazy expensive. It's only eleven million a year, and he's going to do hopefully some great things for them. Yeah, so and not to mention it was just PG and, and Reggie Jackson carrying that team to the East Western Conference Finals. That's all I'm going to say. Because Kawhi oh, yeah. got injured, I think first round. So I think basically it was Paul George and Reggie Jackson for the most of the most of the. Yeah, finals. they carried that team. So all right, gonna, the Clip, Clippers are going to be very interesting this year because i think reggie jackson's going to get a bigger role because now they know that he can turn up like that um but we also have seen a lot of guys have really big playoff runs and then come in next season and not like flop but they're just like disappointing mm-hmm. you know so it's going to be really interesting and i'm pretty sure they, they they re-signed Kawhi, didn't they or is he still like doing Kawhi things uh no he's there i think they're his plan is to resign. They haven't formally like get, come out with numbers and stuff, but I think he said right. he's going to resign with the Clippers. I don't yeah, know how many so years he'll though. be back. He might be here for a year. He might be back for three years. We don't know. So yeah, who knows what they're going to do with him? Honestly, I feel like if they don't, he's probably my guess is he going to he's going to do a one year deal. And if they get back, if they don't win a chip this year, then he's going to like leave. leave. Yeah, like <laughs> all right, screw this. <laughs> yep. So uh, okay, biggest signing news. The next one has the biggest signing news. So. Dennis Schroeder agrees to a five-year, $160 million uh, deal to the Celtics. So he's coming to my team. That's what I'm saying with a player option in the last one. So, you know what? That means he's getting big bucks. Uh, but the next, next part of this uh, this uh, deal is really a you know, stipulation about this contract. Because he wakes up from his sleep and realizes the deal was all a dream. Moron. So his actual deal was one year, $5.9 million, which is actually a trade exception. Absolute Absolutely. idiot. This man turned down $84 million with the Lakers to sign a $5.9 million trade exception with the Celtics. So I, I just screamed it because I was like so stupid. How like hearing that makes my brain melt. Like, what is it that? Makes no sense. Like, and I told you this before. I've been like 
Googling Dennis Schroeder a lot for the past couple of days because I really want to know. Your, sir, your Google search history is just Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder moron, I'm Dennis so Schroeder why. I'm curious about like what was going through his head. I know he wanted $120 million and I know he thinks that he deserved that. Cap. But like, you, like turning even $84 million, that's like not a small payday. That's a good a, like, like good paycheck for for a point like a yeah, decent like, point guard I'll, like a star I'll take guard. that contract like any hey like you said you'll take that contract dollars, I can't believe that he passed that up yep you no know, it's absolutely bizarre to me and now yeah now he's on a one year deal five point nine million way to go Dennis <laughs> you just dropped like over seventy five million dollars because thought he deserved one hundred twenty wait 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 hold on hold on um let me oh I should have I got I should have prepped this before hold on i gotta i gotta i gotta pull it up you can keep talking if you want but uh all right i mean i don't have anything else to say other than that dennis Schroeder is clearly the most down bad man in the nba this week like by far all right there um, we go i got it ready let's see if i can find it i don't know what was going through his head i can't hear it <laughs> i did not hear a single thing that displayed what are you doing? Dude, oh, my God. You can't hear it. It's it the second and full intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I gotta play, I'll have to play the Dennis video when it comes Schroeder to TikTok is, and stuff. I'll, I'll put the actual video up there. But, yeah. but Dennis Schroeder is the biggest Shaq and a Fool in history of Shaq and a Fool. MVP for the offseason. MVP. Yeah, he's, he's more Shaq and a Fool than JaVale McGee. And JaVale McGee is the, I think, Dude, is JaVale the McGee is the Shaq and a Fool guy. He's Shaq and a Fool MVP. Like, but perennial, I think Schroeder takes Perennial Shaq and a Fool MVP. <laughs> so, yeah, Dennis Schroeder, absolute idiot. We have him. So, I just want to talk about, like, quick impact for the Celtics. I think he's going to fill in great for the starting point guard role because I don't think Pritchard's starting. So, or I think they might start Marcus Smart and put, like, Neesmith at the two. We don't know. So, you know, we'll see who, what the hell they do the lineups. I think Dennis Schroeder brings a decent amount of everything. Like he's not like particularly good in one area. So he's just like an average point guard. He does what he does. Like it's not going to, I don't think he'll take, he'll try, I think he'll try to steal some shots from the other players, but I think he'll find his place eventually. Like he'll, yeah, and he knows that if, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the guys on our teams. So. And they're going to like, let him know that. I think like he's yep. going to get there and they're going to be like, listen, buddy. You're an idiot for <laughs> like, taking, taking that, not taking the Lakers deal. So you're with us now. Yeah, now you're with us, and now you have to play by our rules. So <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have an interesting time. But I think he's gonna be a really good fit for Boston, like you said, because he brings like a little bit of everything to the table. And you guys got him on an absolute steal of a contract, mm-hmm, six mm-hmm. million dollars. Like that six is million a, that is of a trade exception. Robbery. That's like the last of our trade exception that we had to use for um, the. Uh, for uh crap for like i think for this year before it expires so oh yeah so just saying got rid of that so yeah this was an absolute steal for you guys i think you exactly. should go over the moon about this even though he's not going to bring like anything crazy but no. six million dollars for dennis Schroeder, i'll take that any day yeah I, I just said last week about like, we're playing we're trying to like like it, it never goes well but like we're trying to wait off one more year for bradley beal in the next free agency if we can keep dennis Schroeder and, and, and bradley beal and then we get like imagine Dennis Schroeder, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and like Robert Williams or Al Horford the five. Can you afford that? I don't know. Well, well, first of all, I know Al Horford's contract goes down to like ten mil or something like that after this year. Oh, okay. So we'll have cap cap space from there. We'll probably have to trade Marcus Smart or like not re-sign him next year. So if that if Dennis Schroeder does well this year and proves that he wants to be on this team and like he can play well. That would be an amazing starting five. And I think Horford with his playmaking will make up for Dennis Schroeder's lack of playmaking. Cause I think the, all the other guys can decently play make. And I think, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll cancel each other out and it'll, it'll be even. 
was yeah, pretty and good. like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown attract so much offensive attention that it's going to be yeah. real, not easy. But and like Bradley Beal will attract be... a lot of offensive attention, especially yeah, if Bradley Beal. Brad, if you get Brad, but, um, <laughs> if I get Brad, like Brad they... and Brad. Hey, Brad and Brad. Brad Stevens, Bradley Beal. Oh yeah, Brad squared. Brad squared. Brad squared. Brad squared. Hey. Brad squared Yes, we love our Cam Square, Brad Square, com, uh, <laughs> our nicknames here. Uh, yeah, I love it when players have the same name. It's uh, great. Beef Jerky Joe. We got a lot of good nicknames on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, not like we, it's not like we came up with any of them. I know. It's just funny how we see them on, on like basketball reference. Like Beef Jerky Joe was just uh, something else. Like I was yeah. like, what is this? Who was that? That was that was um that was Joe Harris. Right? Joe Harris. Yeah. And Beef then we got Jerky Jingles, Joe. of course, is uh Joe uh, Joe Ingles, my favorite nickname yeah. of all of them. I, lo- I love Jingles. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love Jingles. It's a, a great nickname. <laughs> all right so that's really it for free oh, oh, oh we actually have one more thing for free no yeah there's one other like this well it's, it's be... a big it's a big headline but like we don't i don't think personally i read about it like i don't know like if it's really that big of a deal in my mind because like from my understanding of it let's i'm gonna give a little backstory before i give my opinion so it's about the bulls and the heat tampering with the lonzo ball and cal lowry sign in trade so, you know, obviously tampering is against the rules in the NBA. And if you get caught, you know, you'll probably have to void the contracts or there's other punishments. So most likely what's going to happen is like a do, $10 million fine too. Mm-hmm, $10 million fine. So like most likely the most likely scenario that comes out of this is that Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry get their contracts voided and they'll have to resign somewhere else or they'll have to resign with the same team. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like why I'm not worried too much about because they could probably just like void the contracts and resign them again in like a day. Like why do they need yeah. to? Cause they're both going to be, they're both free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking also, because like, if assuming that they weren't free agents, this would be absolutely huge. Like this mm-hmm. could like, if the, if their trades got voided and they had to stick with their other teams, like that would be absolutely massive. Um, and honestly terrible for both of those teams. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, yes, yeah, since they're free agents, I feel like it's not going to have that much of an impact, but at the same time, I feel like the NBA might like try to manufacture a way to make sure they don't, sign with that team just because they're like eh, you can't now, that, now that's the, the that's now that's the commissioner like tampering with yeah the, with exactly the trade, like, so. like david stern, david stern might uh not david stern oh my god adam, adam silver. silver might um step in and try to say something about that so i don't know i think it's definitely a weird position but i i'm not too worried about it right now yeah me neither that's why i was like yeah that's why i was like i put it at the end i'm like and eh, we could talk about it a little bit but yeah, it's i mean really definitely important. definitely worth mentioning at, also at the same time even if they do like do like they go through with this investigation yeah. they could be like oh there was no tampering never mind you yeah know? like we have no idea what's going to happen until they're done exactly so and not to mention this could take a month or two so by that time like the season will almost be started like there are training camps like at the end of tail end of training camp so that's yeah, all so i'm going to say about that to, they have to make a decision like pretty quick if yep. they want to make it worthwhile exactly and uh last thing about uh free agency well, actually, I don't think it's free agency. It's just like petty stuff. But like Ben Simmons isn't returning anyone's calls. Like not even the Sixers, not Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. um, anything. Um, ben Simmons has made it known that he does not want to come back to the Sixers for any reason or like be associated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, this man is the laziest, pettiest player I've ever seen in my life, and in, in, in any sense, in any sport I've ever seen. Um, is, Antonio Brown. How he's he reminds me of Antonio Brown. He's like he's like the quiet Antonio Brown. I swear of the NBA. Oh yeah, you think? I'm, I not, think. I'm not that big on football. Yeah, so but like anyone knows, like I know Antonio Brown's like very controversial, but I think Ben Simmons is like the the vanilla version of that, who's like well, way more quiet about. But he's still a like a pain in the ass for anybody in the league. Yeah. So like, he just he just put the Sixers in such an awkward position. Yep. But I mean, at the same time, I was kind of like low key sympathizing with him that he's not talking to the Sixers because. 
at the same time of him being petty and kind of just like a general weenie about the whole thing. Oh, general um, weenie about like, the whole thing. <laughs> like, I mean, he is. But like Doc <laughs> Rivers went, you know, pretty much dissed him on live TV after yep. their first round exit. Or well, that's honestly, I, I don't think Doc Rivers should really have called out anybody. Like, I mean, we all meme about well, like exactly coaches calling out players for being terrible. Like, you trash. Oh, like, yeah, Kate, like, like Ben Simmons, you, you trash. trash. So, you know, so like, I feel like I kind of sympathize him with that because if I, if I got dissed on live TV by my coach, I would probably be like, all right, I don't really want to come back to this team now, no. you know, but at the same time, he also, he's being pretty weird about it. Like not talking to anybody, not returning the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at this point in the, in the off season now, it's very possible that with the first game in the NBA season, Ben Simmons may not play for anybody because he, he doesn't want to play for the Sixers and they have tried, like they've talked to pretty much every team they've taught, they've done every deal, like, you know, mix and match players in every which way and mm-hmm. nobody wants Ben Simmons. Um, so it's very possible that he does not play in the first game of the NBA season, which is going to be pretty <laughs> weird for him. I'm sure. Yep. Well, you it know? doesn't matter. He's, he's also a totally player anyway, so he just, he's not exactly. going to care if he plays he's or not. Lazy. And speaking of being lazy, he also reportedly said that he's totally fine with not showing up to the 76ers training camp. Yep. So, you know, even more reason for him just being a little bit, you know, kind of lazy about this whole thing. Um, yeah. And another great thing that came out about this that I loved was um, there was this video. I'm sure all the Sixers fans know about this, but <laughs> there was a video of him hitting wide open threes in an open gym. Um, and we've seen this before. All right. It's been yep. like every, every off season since he's gotten into the league, we've seen him hitting threes yep. in an open gym. And then people are like, Oh, like crap. Like he's going to come back next season and he's going to be this great shooter. But yep. at this point, the 76ers fans are not entertained. Nobody's falling for this. Um, and yeah, it's like, we all know that he can't shoot. And at this point in his career, it's looking like he never will be able to. So he absolutely left these Sixers fans with a just an absolutely sour taste in their mouth, um, for lack of a better term. And now, you know, he might not even play for the Sixers. In the I'm first just hilarious. Uh, he might not play for anybody. Yeah. Funny enough, I showed you the video. I'm like, bro, um, Ben Simmons. And also, it's funny enough that he was shooting with Rajon Rondo, of all people. But <laughs> Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that, that just kind of like, that just came out of left field, I think. Well, I, I, it pisses me off about Ben Simmons, man. I hate these type of players that like just mm-hmm. they're like he's the opposite of Damian Lillard or or uh, or like a Bradley Beal, like people who are committed to their franchise regardless of how trash they are, and they work mm-hmm. so hard to like make their team good. Yeah, uh, ben I mean, again, guy. like to be fair to Ben Simmons, is that like you know the team wasn't super you know helpful with him. After he crapped yeah. dead in the playoffs, they didn't really give him a lot of support. They were kind of like, yeah, you do suck. And he was like, all right, well, I'm going to leave now. Yeah, you do suck. Yeah, like that's pretty much what they did. Like, oh like Doc, River, Doc Rivers straight up like in the postgame interview was like, yeah, I don't know if this dude is it. <laughs> you know? God damn. I, I just so goofy. I, I don't know. Benzim is gone. All right. It's, it's it loses like I'm a loss for words. Like I, I said everything I need to say, but like after that, I'm like I'm not a loss for words with this guy. Like yeah, I can rant on about him to being a terrible player, but you think know. about it, you know, because you're just like sitting there and you're like, what could possibly be going through your thought process right now? That like, and this isn't this is like a number one pick. Also, like this mm-hmm. is first overall pick in 2015. You know, so like this guy was supposed to tear the league up, and now he might not even play. 
in the first NBA game of the 2021 season, 2021. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. His career's going down the drain and yeah, I'm a little happy for it. it all away. A little happy for it as, as a Celtics fan. Cause I hate the Sixers. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, you got anything else to say? Cause I'm going to do my yeah, little, no, I think we pretty much covered it all. Yeah, We, we covered everything. So we like, that was all like the new stuff, but we do have a fun segment coming out later this week. It's about the off season and the teams as a whole. So I'm actually excited. We actually been prepping for it and we have our little thing prepped. So like we, we aren't going to go in raw. Like we have everything ready for it. We're just going to like do it like live okay. on zoom or maybe in, actually no, we'll do it on zoom. Cause like, you're not going to be back by the time uh, we do this. So yeah, probably, yeah. probably not. I'm back at school. I know Reed's coming back to school this this weekend, so we'll finally get in person stuff going again. Absolutely. So, and hopefully, we'll actually put. Uh, funny enough, we might have we might have some studio space coming along, like an actual studio, not just our our our, our couch, our couch with. What is this our couch? That is yeah, your my couch. couch. Your couch. That is my couch. What is this our couch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need like the, the <laughs> it's like the Bugs Bunny like our couch, my couch thing. Like you, you oh. seen those videos? Like, like, like your parents say, like, oh, like cleaning your house, like it's my house or like doing the dishes is our house. And like, I whatever seen it is, Bugs Bunny, but I've seen like, you've never seen the Bugs Bunny I've meme? Seen, I've seen one where they say like, oh, my couch. And then they're like, no, no, it's our couch. I'll send you the meme after, but point being, we have another segment coming. If you made it this far, subscribe to the podcast, you know, leave a five star review and all that stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff, exciting stuff happening. And I'm actually excited for this NBA season, as I keep saying, because a lot of stuff is changing. For the good, better. I honestly think for every single team, minus a couple teams like the Sixers, which I'm happy for. So let's yeah. go. It's gonna be a fun season next year to watch. So yeah, till next Absolutely. week. Or actually, until next probably next couple of days. We'll probably record it in the next couple of days. So yeah, yeah. The next couple of days, boys. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace.